Hi, Cannabis Conundrum. This is Angela from Horns and Halos, and I listened to your episode today. I am also a medical marijuana patient in the state of Michigan. Um, I probably don't read up on the news like I should, so if you hear anything about marijuana in Michigan, if there's any, um, you know, bad stuff going around, um, I'd love to hear about that. Otherwise, yeah, that is, that is nuts. I just listened and about mold and mites and that is, that is just insane. Um, keep up the great podcast and thanks for all the information. Have a great day, guys. Hello, Angela. Thank you for your appreciation of the episode. And I have to tell you, I never backed down from a challenge and we're getting pretty good at finding the seedy underbelly in an individual state's uh, marijuana program. So, (laughs) challenge accepted. Now, you are, am I correct to assume that Michigan is a a medical-only state like Arizona, right? We'll look into that and see what we find. Hopefully we can find that Michigan's doing it right and we can have a happy story. (laughs) But who knows, it's not looking good from the states we've done so far. Hey, it's Angela again. Um, yes, uh, Michigan is a medical marijuana state only. It's not recreational. It's just purely medicinal. Um, I have my own caregiver. Um, I don't know if things work the same out in Arizona as it does here. Um, so I'm kind of wondering about that. If there's things such as caregivers, like if you know someone who grows, my, my caregiver, um, I get a free ounce three ounce once every three months um but i have to go to my caregiver or to the dispensary but i have noticed that a lot of the dispensaries around here are getting closed down i believe we covered it i don't know we've we've talked about it several times i I know we talked about it in the interview with we live on a planet the level of dispensaries we have in Phoenix alone, in the Valley, it's kind of a competitive market and they make a shit ton of money. I don't think we ever specifically touched on the caregiver's license and I don't know, it keeps evolving. Initially, if you were a card holder, you were allowed to grow two plants in your house and then they scrapped that. But the caregiver, if you paid the extra money to grow for more than just yourself, you were allowed to have like 12 plants. But I'm pretty sure they scrapped that as well. I know there's some form of caregiver's license today. Yes, my my caregiver, they actually, they still grow. But they have to follow guidelines. It has to be in an enclosed um, area. There has to be a sign. But they're allowed 12 plants and they're allowed to only have six patients at a time. At least that's what I'm told by you know where I where I get my stuff because around here a lot of the dispensaries are closing for supposedly not following state laws correctly and now um, I heard something about um, now if you want to have a dispensary you have to come up with some type of um, I'm not sure the word that it's called but it's like an insane amount of money like two hundred thousand dollars or more Welcome, welcome. Thank you for stepping inside this lovely shop. How can I help you today? Yeah, let me get um, let me get the purple haze. Oh, okay. I I can take care of that no, for no, you. No, 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 no. Hold up. All right. Let me get that 
Let me get that purple Kush right there. Excellent choice. That's a great hold flavor. Up, hold on, hold on, hold on. That blue dream? Okay. Oh, is, that the, is that the blue dream right there? Yeah, that's that's the blue dreams. Ooh, yes, it, yes, it is. I don't know, man. I mean, what are you looking for? I, I, I don't know what to do. Are you feeling a certain way? Yo, is that mango raspberry purple haze? Yeah, that what was... What the fuck is that? That was a freak fest right there. What that, the fuck is that? That's a freak fest, yeah, yeah. You want some? Shit. Yo, let me get that out, man. It's just like a cannabis conundrum right now. Well, I told you that it did not look good. And, man, I, this is a new one. This is a new one. So just how lucrative is the medical pot business? Apparently plenty. Given one man allegedly offered to pay $20,000 a month in bribes to Garden City officials for a dispensary permit and an additional $150,000 to state officials for a grow license. According to documents filed in a district court recently, the Garden City resident restaurant owner offered to pay $20,000 a month in bribes to Garden City officials for a dispensary permit. He was also willing to pay another $150,000 to state officials for a grow license, according to the FBI. The Garden City case comes as Michigan's medical marijuana industry is poised to explode with new state regulations and taxes on dispensaries that will sell their weed. New regulations indeed. More than 200 medical marijuana businesses across the state, most of them in Detroit, have received decent and desist letters from the State Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs in the last two weeks, telling the owners to shut down or risk becoming ineligible for a license to continue operating or be busted by law enforcement. That's right, you did just hear me say that. The list, 280 Eight medical marijuana shops includes 159 Detroit businesses and eight in East Lansing and Flint. Another five came from Gaylord and the rest are scattered across the state from Traverse City to Niles. The business owners got the letters because they had never submitted an application to the state for a license and had no proof of approval from the communities where they were operating. As a result, the state deemed that they were operating illegally. And just how did they get their list? The list was derived from publicly available information, including websites such as weedmaps.com, said David Harms, spokesman for Lara. A quick round of phone calls Thursday to a dozen of the businesses on the list revealed the recordings that the lines had been disconnected. After the news of the first round of letters hit, we found that a lot more had voluntarily closed before we could even get there, Harms said. We haven't checked back to see if they're all still operating, but we've had a number of businesses contact us to dispute the fact that they are operating illegally. For example, Bloomfield Hills attorney Michael Stein, who represents several Detroit dispensaries, said some of his clients got the letter but have a court order to prove that those businesses, businesses can continue to operate while they battle over lack of medical marijuana ordinance in Detroit. There are actually quite a few scenarios that we've heard about and we're checking into all of them. Now, as for the patients with med medical marijuana cards, there are more than 277,000 in Michigan. It's noted that while 208 dispensaries may have offered to shutter their businesses, there are 215 still operating in the state under temporary emergency rules passed by Lara. 
there are businesses that have submitted floor license applications and they'll have temporary if not full approval from the communities where they are located. There are more open than we've sent cease and desist letters to, Harn said. There are still a large number of places where people can get their medicine. The Michigan Mar Medical Marijuana Licensing Board is scheduled to meet April 19th to consider more applications for licenses. And this, um, what I'm referencing is from a March 30th, 2018 edition of the Detroit Free Press. And I believe that's where your source of dispensaries closing is. Let's see if we have any good news to report. We're gonna take a break, we're gonna pay some bills, and I don't know, man, I don't know. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, and I just kinda wanna reach out to the listeners of Cannabis Conundrum and Awesome Sauce Radio, just to tell you that I think you might enjoy some Weird AF News, right? You know what most people do with their news? They begin with some maybe NPR or CNN and Fox News, all those stories like Ford died this week, and it just brings you down. Who wants to start your day with a very angry brain. No, you wanna start with a happy brain, which means you wanna laugh. And if you listen to Weird AF News, you're gonna laugh because I cover stories like, researchers this week found that within Anne Frank's diary, she was writing dirty jokes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> American Airlines bans insects, hedgehogs, goats, and hawks as, quote, emotional support animals on their flights. And a family realizes that a pet dog might be a bear after the animal starts walking around on its hind legs. Please, start your day with Weird AF News. You can find me on all of your podcast platforms. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Matty Pace coming at you live from the Matty Mo Show, the host with the most mojo, kicking it off live on the Cannabis Conundrum Podcast, baby. Shout out to Desert Fox and Foxy Lady. Thank you so much for having me on here and allowing me to plug my station in. Love what you guys do. Mad love to the cannabis. You can catch me live, though, however, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Man, we the number one destination for the most energetic, fun station, baby. Coming at you live each and every day with a brand new episode every Sunday. Peep it for the Sunday Fun Day wrap-up where we release positive news stories going on in the world that you will not catch anywhere else. Amongst that and other things, Fridays we like to get in a little freestyle. We get a little frisky. And Saturdays we get a little sexy as well. But every other day of the week, we always got something tongue-in-cheek. So come on by the Matty Mo Show and listen in. No, you already know. One love. On the eve of 420, the date most associated with medical marijuana legalization efforts, Michigan Med Medical Marijuana Licensing Board gave the preliminary approval to nine applications. They denied two and postponed action to another potential business. And yet, 16 months after the Michigan legislature passed bills to regulate and tax the medical marijuana industry, and four months after the state started accepting applications for licenses, not a single business has been awarded a license to begin operating in what has been estimated to be at least a $700 million business in the state. A slow pace comes as dispensaries are already serving customers a face a June 15th deadline to either get a license or be shut down forever. A lot has to be done, and a lot has been done since the law had been passed. We had to get an IT system set up, whatever. We had to build an organization and hire employees, I guess so. Director of the Bureau of Medical Marijuana Regulation, Andrew Brisbo, 
says, I think we made tremendous progress and I'm pleased with where we stand considering the time frame we had to deal with. What did you have to do? You had to approve some stuff. I, what did you have to do, my man? <laughs> did I mention we're talking about patience? This, this gets on my nerves if you listen to the last episode. Okay, so the licensing board made at least some progress Thursday, approving pre-qualifications for four dispensaries, including three that were also pre-qualified as a grow operation, and one testing facility, and one secure transporter, and two processing facilities. So I, I guess I should give them a thumbs up for trying, but I, you should be further along than you are at this point in the game, though, Michigan. Get your head out of your ass. I say that, of course, because the pre-qualification means that applicants have gone through the background checks done by the Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs and the Michigan State Police, but they still have to get approval from the community where they want to do business and have their facility inspected by the state. Once they get those, they can go back to the licensing board and actually get a license. Amy Brown, owner of Abco Labs, had the distinct distinction of getting the first pre-qualification approval from the board. I'm very excited, she said. I was in the finances service for 28 years and I'm also a lawyer and I was ready for a career change at the moment. And my dad was a chemist and I was looking to get in, into this when we started working together. Her dad has since passed away, but she's looking for space in medical marijuana testing facility in a community that has passed an ordinance that allows for medical marijuana businesses. She also hasn't started hiring employees because until Thursday, she wasn't sure whether she would be able to actually get a license. We have a location in Warren that is ideal, but it's a little close to residential, Brown said, so we've got to work on that. The two applicants who were denied a secure transporter and a grow operator had criminal records on their own. Wouldn't have disqualified them from getting a license, but, but, they had failed to disclose the issues on their applications, which led from them being denied. Honesty is the key. Honesty is the best policy, some might say. It is unfortunate that we've confronted with the situation of having to drag people through the mud, the board member David Lamonte, referring to Raymond Open, who was applying for a grow license. He served his time, he beat his drug addiction, and he looks like he's got a successful plumbing business going. But, once again, but, he failed to disclose not just one, but two things on his application. Now the other denial came from Greenport, Greenport Services, a Garriott County secure transporter whose owner had a 20-year-old non-drug-related misdemeanor that failed to disclose on his application. It isn't so much that he had his old conviction, it's the fact that he left it off his application, and I'm sure he did it on purpose, said board member Donald Bailey, a retired Michigan State police officer. Bailey also had a problem with an application from Ann Arbor business that applied for licenses for a dispensary, a grow operation, and a processing facility. He questioned the large financial transactions that were disclosed in the application and suggested that it might be mon laundering money. <laughs> it's, it's okay. This was a business that was making millions a year ago and sold to the applicant for $59,000. I'm a police officer and that doesn't make any sense to me, said Bailey. 
I must say, the other board members noted that they didn't read the application the same way and realized that because of the federal drug laws, which consider marijuana an illegal substance still, the industry is largely a cash industry and because banks don't want to run afoul of federal regulations. As it pertains to the money business, there's going to be a cash business and people are going to have to get creative, Lamonte said. I'm not sure if these guys are just smarter or ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, they're smarter than you. They're ahead of the game. Several people who have submitted applications but haven't gotten a hearing yet complained to the board because of the snail's pace in awarding licenses. The issue comes especially crucial on this June 15 date. And the date that 215 medical marijuana businesses that are operating under emergency rules while their applications wait to get consideration. If they don't have a license by June 15th, they will have to shut down or risk their approvals being denied forever. This is the dumbest backwoods Flintstones process. Oh my goodness, Michigan. You're still treating people like criminals. You realize that, right? This shit's getting me crazy right now. So we're gonna stop, we're gonna pay some bills, maybe get a beer, because it's at that point right now. Um, you're listening to Cannabis Conundrum. We will return after these messages. We'll be right back. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn a couple things as well. So come on over and check me out. I hope you do. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, now back to Cannabis Conundrum. Some of the dispensaries that have been legitimately operating under the temporary emergency rules got a kind of unpleasant surprise recently. Cease and desist letters ordering them to stop doing business or risk any chance of getting a license. That's shitty. The really shitty part? The letters are fake, according to the State Department of License and Regulatory Affairs. The letters, some of which were taped on the doors of the businesses, resembled the cease and desist letters that the state delivered to 213 other businesses over the last month. Those businesses had been operating without having ever applied for a license from the state and didn't have approval from the communities where they were located. Those letters were legitimate and warned the businesses that they, if they didn't stop operating, they risked the chance of actually getting a, a license from the state. Here's the thing though. They stopped delivering those letters on April 18th, the day before they started their first round of approvals. The latest fraudulent letters were delivered in the last couple of days and have prompted a joint investigation by the state's medical marijuana regulation and the Michigan State Police. The state is asking if any business that received a cease and desist letter after April 19th to call 517-284-8599. And moving forward, the department said any official communications will be delivered by mail and not in person. The state won't disclose how many businesses have gotten the fraudulent cease and desist orders, and they won't speculate on the motive behind the orders, says the spokesman for Lara. But medical marijuana businesses have become cutthroat industry and several people have complained at licensing board hearings and the businesses operating under emergency rules have an unfair advantage over businesses that are still waiting to open for their license or approved. So I must admit there was a whole big 
ball of wax that I, I didn't think I was going to uncover. I did not expect to find that while looking for why your precious dispensaries are closing in Michigan. Man, Michigan. <laughs> Y'all need to get it together. I hope I answered that question. I hope I shed some more light into what's going on with the dispensaries in Michigan. But there was another thing that you had mentioned in your call that we decided to fact check. I read an, an article at medicalmarijuana.com that tells me that your caregiver can only have five patients at a time. But I also learned something else that you might want to know. On the ballot proposal, the Michigan Medical Marijuana Initiative decriminalized cultivation and use of medical marijuana by seriously ill individuals who obtain doctor's approval. It allows patients to grow up to 12 marijuana plants and possess up to two and a half ounces of usable flower. Qualified caregivers can grow up to 12 plants for each patient with a maximum of five patients per caregiver. So what are you doing up there, Angela? You need to start growing your own weed. Get on that. <laughs> because in Arizona, it's much different. I know when we first moved to Arizona, there was certain laws in place and I believe the, the patients at the time, cardholders could have two plants in their position in their house and caregivers could have up to five and up to five patients that they grew for. And apparently today, caregivers cannot grow for anybody anymore. Cardholders cannot grow for anybody anymore. According to Arizona Department of Health Services, an Arizona resident can be the designated caregiver to a maximum of five patients. The caregiver will receive a separate card for each qualifying patient. Each one of the patients that a caregiver plans to help must submit paperwork to the state of Arizona. And to be named a caregiver after a single patient designates you, you must first complete a designated caregiver application. In the state of Arizona, as a cardholder, at the dispensary, you can buy up to two and a half ounces a week, or every two weeks. Two and a half ounces every two weeks. So, five ounces per person per month. Once you get the caregiver card, you will go to the dispensary and I guess shop for your patients that can't otherwise go to the dispensary. So it's a lot different here. <laughs> but, like I said in previous episodes, dispensaries and cannabis is a huge industry, especially in the valley, in Phoenix and Tempe and Mesa and Scottsdale and Gilbert and Chandler. Yes, there's a lot of dispensaries that compete for your attention. And it, it's kind of nice sometimes, it drives down the price. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and wrap things up. I hope you have been enjoying Cannabis Conundrum. We'll be right back. For joining us, you are listening to Cannabis Conundrum with your host, Desert Fox. It's awesome to get phone calls like that and find so much information trying to answer it that you get to do a whole episode out of it. How with it? And this is an interactive show, so if you have a cool question that maybe this episode made you think about your state. Let me know. If you have something else cool to get into the conversation, you can let me know that as well. Um, thank you to all the people who added new commercials this week. We got a lot of new commercials in this episode, and I think that's awesome. I keep getting new ones every day, and they keep getting bigger and better. And, and I'm, I'm super excited to see how big this gets. Um, so send in your commercials if you're listening. 
if, if you're a true podcaster, let's let's promote you. Let's get your name out there. Let's let's do this big. This is Desert Fox on behalf of Foxy Lady and myself. We hope you have a wonderful night. Until next time. And next time, just might be Weed 102. Stay tuned. Good night.